Guru Nation, welcome to episode 453 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I actually go on a 20-minute rant um, after dealing with somebody who got themselves into a CRA position uh, due to lying and then, surprise, surprise, not knowing how to handle things when it comes to actually working in the job that they were supposed to be doing as a senior CRA. So crazy stuff. I know I did the first video on this topic about five years ago. It was really popular. Well, this is the part two five years later because some people are still out here in 2020, 2021, trying to get rich quick and doing these things. And it's just, it doesn't end well. I've never seen it end well. To do it the right way, check out the CRA Academy or CRC Academy links in the show notes we have internship programs we actually teach you how to do your job so that you can go in there you don't need to lie in the re- in the interviews it's on your resume what you've done in the academies and in the internships you're working on real life studies in the CRA Academy it's a breast cancer study and two COVID studies check those out in the show notes uh, also in the show notes is the patreon channel right we teach you how to get more opportunities by using social media uh five bucks a month for this patreon channel includes a monthly mastermind with everyone else from the patreon community once a month five bucks a month as soon as we get 50 patrons it's going to be twice a month so check that out links in the show notes uh and hopefully you find some value out of this episode if not share with somebody who might and talk to you soon guru nation welcome back to another episode of the clinicaltrialsguru.com this is the messy office edition of the clinical trials guru if you're listening on the podcast you're not missing out this is the board that i used to uh write notes on when we had cra academy interns come into the office now we're doing everything remotely virtually it actually works much better but i do miss the human interaction i miss the one-on-one where i get to like teach somebody on the whiteboard those days are coming back don't worry they're coming back um now what I do wanted to talk about, I've done this video before, years ago. Apparently, people don't listen, so I got to do it again, right? Do not lie on your resume. I, I don't know. I mean, we can end the podcast with that. Like, it should be self-explanatory. I'm not talking about embellishing your skills i'm talking about just flat outright lies okay uh i just don't understand how people like maybe it's because i've seen how this movie ends so many times you'd be amazed at the amount of phone calls and texts i get from people who just got hired as senior CRAs for big CROs just got hired and in oncology of all places it seems to be oncology because they're going after the big bucks after they took a training from some guy 
And no, I'm not that some guy because, first of all, the students that do our CRA Academy or the CRC Academy, they don't need to lie. They get real monitoring experience, remote monitoring experience on their resumes. They don't need to lie. I'm talking about people who just make things up on their resume, years of CRA experience that they don't have uh, when they don't even understand the basics of clinical research, and then get hired as senior CRAs to go on and do like important stuff, important projects. So there's so many levels to get upset at this. Number one, it's the, I think it's that get rich quick mentality of like not wanting to start the right way and do things the right way. I'm not saying you need to join my academy. I would love to have all of you guys in there you know we try to keep our classes small um you don't have to join my academy but you can intern at sites you can start as entry-level research assistants you can start as in-house cra's oftentimes you can get entry-level positions with cro's most of the times it's easier with sites especially if you've been watching and listening to my videos where you can learn how to provide some value that those sites need all right like it's it's important to learn these things, these concepts. Research is not simple. It's not something you can just grasp overnight. And I have these people reaching out to me saying, hey, you know, I just got hired. I know a little bit about research, but, you know, I feel like I'm overwhelmed. So then I start doing a call with them where I'm going through, okay, well, sure, I can talk to you for like half an hour, maybe an hour sometimes. Sometimes they want to pay me. Um, I have yet to take money from anyone doing this, uh, but I've taken the free calls just because I'm curious to see, okay, well, what did they actually get hired for and what do they actually know? And I was shocked because the other day I got asked to do one of these things and it seemed like they knew research already, at least from what they were telling me, that they already knew research, but they're in a new CRO and they don't really understand oncology too well. And just some of the finer points, like some of the nuances. So I was like, okay, let's do a call. Maybe I'll, I'll like coach you a little bit and see how that goes. Normally we do the CRA Academy for this, but since you are already hired, you know, I'm, I'm sure I can do a few phone calls with you, uh, uh, hop on some Zoom calls once a month or so, once a week or so, and help you out. Well, I should have known better because, the, and, and I didn't charge this person any money. I said, look, you want my honest assessment, you're going to get fired in like a week or, or two. So this person who got hired as a senior CRA for a big CRO for oncology studies knows nothing about uh, source data verification. Didn't even know the fact that when you're verifying EDC, they didn't even know that there's an actual source that the site has, whether it's electronic or paper, that you're supposed to verify. Like, they thought the protocol was somehow gonna verify the data in the EDC. And this person's a senior CRA with four sites on a oncology study, or was it like uh, more than that, right? On, on an oncology study. So, it's just shocking how this person even got hired. Like, how, and they told me that it was um, 
they knew somebody within the CRO who got them hired. So that person must have vouched for them or something. But I don't know how they got through the interviews. Um, I mean, I guess when you know just enough, like maybe they watched some videos and they kind of learned the basics. They said they got coaching by some guy. So they knew just probably enough to get by through the interview. But they, I'd, I told them, like, you're not going to make it. I don't want to take any money from you because I don't think that you're going to be successful. I thought you already had a working uh, knowledge of how to be a CRA and I'm just here to help you out a little bit with like oncology and things like that. Like normally I make these people go to my CRA academy, but this person needed help like that week. So I thought, okay, at least I get to like see what they're doing and maybe, um, maybe do like some consulting on the side. I should have known better. That was not the case. So what's going to happen to this person? I've seen this movie. I know how this movie ends. They're going to, it's going to end in a few, uh, a couple of ways. I don't see the possibility of it ending well. Um, I see two things happening. Number one, they miss something really big during their first IMV or just the way they're writing their reports because remember your monitoring report has to be detailed so the way they write something in the report is going to raise some flags with the lead cra uh or and this is like the part that really gets me upset like they miss something serious with the patient and maybe the site's missing it right like you're hoping the site knows what they're doing I think the sites know what they're doing when it comes to oncology, but still human error, right? Like you can accidentally randomize someone uh, with a contraindicated medication, and then you're basically relying on the CRA to catch that and get the patient out of the study, or at least get somebody to look at it, like a doctor to look at it to make the appropriate determination. So when your job as a CRA, the reason you're paid the big bucks is not to do source data verification. That's easy stuff. I can have high school students do source data verification with very little mistakes. I mean, it's not hard to look at a piece of paper or in the case of electronic medical records or e-source, look at an e-source, look at an EDC and compare the two. Like what's the vital signs? Does it match? Okay, good, you can verify. That's easy. Integrating the protocol and patient safety into it is where the CRAs make their money. It's where the CRAs really get paid. And it's shocking to me how people don't understand this and don't understand the importance of being a CRA. Even seasoned CRAs, all right, like myself, when I go in a site and do monitoring, like, yeah, my I have an incentive to make sure that I'm doing a good job so the sponsor sees that I'm doing a good job and hopefully I get more projects in the case of my CRO or more contracts in the case of me as an independent contractor. But really, my biggest concern, or at least another incentive I have that's major, major, major incentive because I like to sleep at night, is to make sure that I'm looking out for patient safety. Like, it's not something that is just sounds cool to be said if something were to happen like if as a cra if i were to miss something and something happened to that patient because the site made a mistake and and the site didn't even sit like that would haunt me for for life right and 
I can't imagine how these people just think that everything's gonna be okay when it's not. And they think that, okay, worst case scenario, I quit before they fire me and now I have experience on my resume. So now somebody else is gonna hire me. And that unfortunately may be the case. That may happen. Now, I know there's been a push in the past to have um, at least recruiters, like job recruiters, headhunters, as they are called, blacklist certain people but CROs because they're so competitive with one another I don't know if they're actually doing this I know there's been talk of them sharing like blacklisted and maybe that's the case maybe if you're blacklisted from one company you'll be blacklisted from like a lot of the CROs but I've seen how this movie ends like the person quits and either they decide okay this is not for me like I need to actually start at the ground level and then they go work at the research site and that's how they're supposed to do it by the way Um, and then maybe they get to be a CRA like in five years or three years right other times they just quit before they get fired and they get hired somewhere else with like less difficult projects. So you go from oncology to maybe um, something more simple, right? Or, or like a COVID study, whatever the needs are at that time. So I can see why people do this. I definitely can. I mean, it's a shortcut lying. Um, but I don't understand just how it's happening and I don't understand the delusions. I guess it's delusion. The delusion or the naivete that they think like everything's going to be okay. Everybody goes to my CRA Academy. I was considering to coach you because of what you told me that you're a CRA. You're just missing a few of the finer points right when it comes to certain things and I had the holiday season coming up so I had some time and this person didn't fit at least from what they told me they didn't fit for the CRA Academy because they needed help right now and and so I was willing to take a call to learn more about it I told them I did a whole hour zoom session with them at the end I said look you think it over I don't really want you as a client I don't want to do this kind of stuff. I think you're gonna get fired soon. Uh, I think even if I were to take your money and coach you, you would still get fired because there's no way I'm doing your job for you. There's no way I'm putting in more than an hour a week of a coaching call more than that into it, right? And even that I don't do. And I said, look, I'm most likely not gonna take your money and then I, I texted them later and said, look, you're, you're on your own. I mean, best of luck, but you know how this is going to probably end. I warned you. I gave them enough to be competent somewhat, somewhat, at least when it comes to EDC and how to SDV. I mean, this, per- this person told me that they're a CRA and they just got hired at another, at another company. So they just needed to learn like some of the nuances. It was completely not the case. This person, and then halfway through the call, they confessed to me that that wasn't the case. And I told them, no kidding, you could have really fooled me. You could have really fooled me when you didn't know what SDV was, source data verification. Uh, so good luck guys do not lie do things the right way now 
that doesn't mean don't exaggerate your skills, okay? Like if you're a coordinator and, you, and you've been a coordinator for like three to five years at a site and you wanna be a CRA, it's okay on your resume to put that you've done some monitoring type of functions as a coordinator because you actually do that. Like if you're a coordinator, I know at my sites, the coordinators uh, are cross-trained on all the studies and then one coordinator is like the internal quality control person for the other coordinator studies. So they like actually monitor the, the source documents, all right? So, it's okay to put that on your resume, right? You, you're you not really monitoring it, you're just kind of checking. You're not really SDVing, but you are checking the source, you're doing like quality control. It's okay to put that on your resume, right? You're just embellishing your skills a little bit. You're fine tuning it for the job. You're reverse engineering your existing skill set. You're positioning it better for your new job. Nothing wrong with that, right? Polishing it up. If you're selling a car, it's kind of like polishing it up, getting it detailed before the customer or the potential customer comes to see it so that it's shiny and it's as nice as can be, right? What you're doing here, what these people are doing is completely different. They are posting pictures of luxury cars on, on Craigslist and then when people come to see them, they actually have like, um, and I don't know what's a bad car, but it's not a luxury car, all right? It's a piece of crap car. And that's that's what I see is happening. I, I, I just need to do, it's been five years since I've done one of these rants. And like, don't, don't call me unless you want to be in the CRA Academy or CRC Academy. If you just got hired as a CRA somewhere and you lied on your resume, don't call me. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to help you. Okay. Definitely don't call and lie and then let me find out that you didn't tell me the truth. Cause now you're just lying to everybody. You're lying to get jobs. You're even lying to me to do like a pre-coaching call with you. And I regret you know, answering the text. And the way this person set it up was, hey, I'm interested in the CRA Academy. So then I'm like, okay, this is a lead I get. I get these leads every day. Let me call them. Then they said, well, you know, I'm a little bit unique. This, I already got hired as a CRA. So I just need a little bit of coaching. That's why I took the call. Furthest thing from the truth, okay? They don't need a little bit of coaching. They need to understand. They need to learn what clinical research actually is. I mean, they knew the basics. They knew things from like a textbook. I don't think they bought even bought my book, but they, like you can learn the stuff from the Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. Let me grab it. Shameless plug, you guys get this, okay? Get this, read it, but don't lie on your resumes, all right? Don't lie. Maybe my next book will be called Don't Lie on Your Resume. Um, <clears throat> and they said they got training from some guy. And whoever this guy is, because I've been hearing about this guy quite a bit, you need to coach your students better. I mean, I'm not saying to stop what you're doing because you're just training them on research. Like you deserve to make money. This is America. This is a free country, but you need to give them a warning. Like you don't, don't go apply to be a senior CRA right now, right? Even us in the CRA Academy after a three month course and after a one to three month remote internship where they're actually monitoring, even I tell them, look, 
don't go applying like to be a CRA right away. I mean, if you can get it good, like a lot of the RNs that that come through our program do end up going to be CRA and they don't, they don't lie on their CVs. I do everybody's CV. We don't lie. We tell the exact truth of what's going on with the internship and all that stuff. Don't go out there and because you're not going to make it like this stuff is detailed. I was looking at some of this person's reports and, uh, all the stuff that they had going on, all the moving parts, even me as like an experienced researcher, it took me about half of my coaching call or pre-coaching call, because I didn't charge for this, half of my time was spent just trying to figure out what's going on, like where, what goes where and what's, I told this person, you have no chance, you have no chance, I give you like a week or two, and maybe more because of the holidays, but not much longer. So guys, please don't lie on your resumes. Don't say you have monitoring experience when you don't. Don't say that you have senior monitoring experience when you don't. I know these CROs are desperate. Apparently, they're not even interviewing properly. Just, it's not worth it. And at the end of the day, patients are involved. Like I even told the person on the call, this patient, you know, she, she didn't even know what subjects, like, that there's different subjects that are actually in a study. Like, to her, everything was just data. These are people. I said, these are human beings in this study. Like, you need to make sure that they're safe in the study because that's what CRA is paid to do. CRA is not paid. If it was just source data verification, CRAs would not be getting paid the salaries they are getting paid. Your job is patient safety. You're the last line of defense between the site and the FDA. You're the last line of defense for the patient's safety. So don't play around with this stuff. This is not a game. Uh, I know the money's there. Like, it's big money. Don't play around. You're just playing yourself. You're playing yourself, like DJ Khaled says. You're playing yourself, and you're going to end up getting blacklisted. And I've seen this movie end. Please don't do this. Do things the right way. Go intern at a site. Go work at a site. Start where you can, okay? Transferable skills. I mean, paperwork, you can do in-house CRA. You can do trial master file. This person even said, I don't want to start from the bottom. And that is very telling. That's a sign of get rich quick. And it happens. You don't need to be a business owner to do get rich quick. In clinical research, get rich quick can be a career too. And it's just not gonna work. It's not gonna work. So had to do this. Sorry for the rant. Sorry if you already watched it five years ago. And it's probably not for you if you're listening and watching these videos, but it's probably maybe somebody that you know and send it to them, all right? Thank you very much and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. So hey everybody, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, and also go to the clinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, you can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to the clinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. 
Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.